We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. That tastes awful. It won't hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you that smell? That was not there yesterday. Have a second of it's totally my natural hair color. Is it supposed to look like that? Don't worry. Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, This podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. You may not be able to tell by the way I sound, but I spent the past couple of weeks fighting a really nasty head cold. And that thing was bad. My throat felt like it was on fire. I couldn't breathe through my nose most of the time because it was so stuffed up and full of sludge. I can't say that I can relate to any of these ailments. To make matters worse, even though I was lying in bed in my own sick and not moving around very much, I still felt super exhausted because the only sleep I was getting was sick sleep, which is the sleep you get when you spend the entire night coughing and wiping your nose instead of resting. All in all, I felt downright shitty, really shitty, so shitty that I had half a mind to entertain the idea of trying a neti pot to unstop my nose. To people who swear by the power of neti pots, this may not seem like a big deal. In fact, plenty of people use neti pots as their go-to solution for dealing with sludge up their noses. But I've always been skeptical, mostly because I get put off by the tired old idea that things like neti pots help you feel better just by flushing away bad stuff that your body already has ways of getting rid of. But alas, three Kleenex boxes later, I was feeling a bit more open-minded. So for this week's adventure, we explored neti pots. And we'll be talking about them in pedistical form. For anyone who missed episode 2 on aftertastes, the word pedistical might be a little unfamiliar, but put simply, pedistical is just one of the names we threw around when trying to decide what to call a podcast episode when it's given in list form. Whatever it's called, we think you'll like it. So if you haven't already, Grab your snot rags and prepare for five Five surprising surprising facts facts about about neti pots. pots. Right after some background. So if you don't already know, neti pots, which are sometimes called nasal lavages, are containers that look like small teapots and they have long snouts or nozzles. A popular way to use these pots is to fill them with salt water and then pour the salt water into one of your nostrils. 
the salt water travels up through the sinuses and then drains back out through your other nostril. This practice is sometimes called nasal rinsing or nasal irrigation. And many people who are sick or who have allergies or who get chronic sinus infections use neti pots to wash away things that can cause their noses to get stopped up, like pollen and germs. Some people also use the neti pot to help a sore throat that can flare up when too much mucus drips from the nose down the back of the throat. Gross. Neti pots as we know them have been used in India for hundreds of years as part of the traditional Hindu system of medicine. But in the 1870s, clunky American versions, like the tragically named fountain nasal injector douche, started to go on sale for the public. They looked a lot like rubber, fluid-filled sacks with hoses attached to the end so people could hang the sacks from the wall and let the fluid run down the hose into their noses. I can't imagine that was very popular. Neither can I, especially since this idea of flushing your nose with salt water, on purpose, didn't really catch fire in America until more than 100 years later, thanks to a certain TV show hosted by a celebrity whose name rhymes with Chopra Nimfrey. If you don't believe us, you can watch the show for yourself on YouTube. Anyway, thanks to the magic of television, many of us were introduced to the world of nasal irrigation. And that brings us to our list of surprising, surprising facts, facts about, about neti pots. 5. Number 5 on our list of surprising facts about neti pots is that not all neti pots are pots. As nasal rinsing has become more popular, lots of developments have been made in order to make them easier to use and less messy. All that nose water has to go somewhere. As a result, some so-called neti pots now come in the form of plastic squeeze bottles or bulb syringes, and some are even souped up containers equipped with little battery-powered water pumps. Changing the design of neti pots has meant that now there are more ways for us to flush our noses. As an example, unlike the original tea pot version, newer plastic bottle versions allow the humans to look down as they squeeze the water into their nose rather than having to tilt their heads back into uncomfortable positions while relying on gravity to draw the water back down from the sinuses. And the pump versions, they look boss on the bathroom counter. Also, for people who complain that the traditional pots accidentally get water in the tubes that connect the ears to the throat, the Boss Pump version might feel a little more comfortable, but that may be a matter of personal preference. 4. Number 4 on our list of surprising facts about neti pots is that using neti pots is practically harmless unless you do it with tainted water. Right about now, I'll bet the words tainted water bring to mind images of foul, brown, smelly, swampy, hot 
nastiness, like what you might find someplace that's unsanitary, like a sewer. And you may be thinking that only a person with no common sense would risk putting such unsafe water into their nose. And you would probably be right. But when it comes to neti pots, tainted water isn't exactly what we think it is. Tainted water in neti pots is actually just any water that has not been boiled or distilled in order to destroy a very small amoeba, called negleria, fowlery that is often found in lakes and ponds, and that can even be found in tap water. But don't go get on the phone with the city's health department just yet. This amoeba poses no threat to you if you drink it, because it gets murdered by our stomach acid. But if you squirt it up your nose, it can travel into your brain, causing a stiff neck, confusion, seizures, hallucinations, and in most cases, death within about five days of infection. Luckily, these infections are considered rare, and neti pot users have the option to avoid these dangerous critters by buying NSF-53 or NSF-58 filters that can clean their neti pot water. They can also buy distilled water for their neti pots or use regular tap water that has been boiled and cooled. Three. Number three on our list of surprising facts about neti pots is that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention considers them safe to use throughout the day, even if you use them more than once in a 24-hour period. Before learning more about neti pots, I had always assumed that pouring salt water up your nose would cause irritation and drying and should be kept to a minimum, but as it turns out, According to the CDC, clean neti pots with boiled water are just fine to use, up to a few times per day. But humans with certain conditions may want to take that advice with a grain of salt. In a very, very small study by the American College of Allergy, Asthma and Immunology, researchers noticed that most of the 68 research participants came down with sinusitis less often when they quit using their neti pots so much. Some of the humans even think that neti pots cause the body to create even more mucus to make up for the mucus that got rinsed away by the pots. It's probably a good idea to take these results with a grain of salt too, because with so few participants in this research project, it is very hard to say whether other people would have similar experiences as the people in the study. 2. Number two on our list of surprising facts about neti pots is that we tend to consider neti pots and nasal flushing as tools to help us keep healthy and feel better during allergy season. But long before neti pots started being used to flush out our snot rockets, they were originally used for ritual nasal rinsing practices that had very little to do with managing the sniffles. The word neti comes from a Sanskrit word that loosely translates to nasal cleansing, but it doesn't refer to cleansing of mucus. In the Hindu medicine tradition, we mentioned earlier, rinsing of the nose was part of a broader purification process, where clearer breathing was thought to lead to clearer states of mind and deeper states of meditation. 
In this tradition, nasal rinsing was just as commonplace as toothbrushing is today. And in Islamic traditions, ritual nasal rinsing is part of a routine cleansing process called wudu, and it gets completed several times a day as part of preparations for prayer. One. And number one on our list of surprising facts about neti pots is that even though I grew up with wicked allergies, and even though I work in a place where I'm exposed to more than my fair share of germs, I have never actually used a neti pot before. Until now. That's right. For your listening pleasure, we will now cut away to a recording of my first experience with a neti pot. The sh just got real. Don't worry, it's totally safe for work. Kidding. That was actually me gargling salt water, which I did a lot during the days when my throat was really raw and scratchy. But enough of that. Here is the real recording of me trying a neti pot for the first time. <clears throat> That's better. I'm standing in my bathroom. It is very 7 a.m., and I gargled some salt before I started this, so hopefully my voice doesn't sound too froggy for you to understand what I'm saying. But I'm about to try the neti pot for the first time. And the one that I'm using is called a Neomed neti pot. And it's actually a bottle. It looks like a little squirt bottle. I got it from CVS. It was about $6, and the directions say that I need to wash the bottle with soap and water and then put the bottle in the microwave. And I think that's just to kill any of those amoeba that might be in my tap water. But what I did, since I don't follow directions, is I washed the bottle with soap and water, and then I boiled the bottle and the nozzle, which is the part that I will be putting up my nose, then uh, I poured boiling water into the bottle along with the little salt packet that comes with, the, with this brand of neti pot bottle. And I shook it up and I let it cool. So what I have here in my hand is the Neil Med Sinus Flow Ready Rinse bottle. It is full of the salt water solution. I boiled the water. It's cool now, and so I'm going to lean my head forward over the sink. I'm going to try not to, not to overwhelm the microphone, but uh, if you hear loud noises or, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll just give this a try. I'm going to lean my head forward over the sink. I'm going to put the nozzle in my nose, and I'm going to squeeze it, and yeah. I don't know what you'll actually be able to hear, but I'll try and I'll try and describe 
what's happening here. Oh. Okay, so I squirted some of this warm salt water into my right nostril. I'm getting some tissue here because there's already mess coming back down out of my nose. But the first thing is, it wasn't nearly as horrible as I thought it would be. Oh wait, here it comes. Oh wow. That's disgusting. I may have spoken too soon. What I should have said was that it didn't feel as horrible as I thought it would. Uh, there is quite a bit, <laughs> there is quite a bit of junk draining out of my nose right now. So I'm going to go ahead and wipe my nose and then uh, squirt the other nostril. Okay, here's looking at you, left nostril. Okay, so again, it doesn't really feel horrible. Um, I'm squeezing the bottle slowly enough that I can control the pressure um, that's being used to push the water into my nose. A little bit dripped. Um, and it doesn't burn. Uh, the temperature of the water is comfortable. This bottle holds about 240 milliliters and so far I have squeezed about 100 milliliters into my nose. It's stopped, stopped running quite a bit here. So I think I will go ahead and squirt the rest wipe my nose. Already though I feel like my nose is less stuffy. All right let's do this. <coughs> okay I wanted to squirt the rest of the bottle but my nose just keeps running. Okay, now let's do this. Okay, here the bottle is almost empty. My nose is pretty clear now, and at this point, uh, the only thing coming back down out of my nose seems to be the water. There doesn't seem to be much mess left in there. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. I'll go ahead and squirt the rest of the bottle.
Okay. So that sound you're hearing is mostly the water coming back out of my nose, but now as the bottle is starting to be almost empty, there are bubbles coming up the nozzle, which feels, I don't like the way that feels in my nose, so I'm gonna just quit for now. But uh, all in all, that was not as traumatic as I thought it would be. I, I imagined, <coughs> I imagine that I would choke myself here, choke myself here with water down my throat and in my ears, but the whole thing was, it was not horrible. So there you have it. Like so many other gems in the health science world, there is more to neti pots than meets the eye or nose or whatever. For better or worse, I survived my first nasal flush and the only really hard part was blowing my nose while wearing headphones, which you shouldn't do. Don't do that. But at the end of the day, whether or not using a neti pot will have lasting effects, at the very least, it gives you a good story to tell and another excuse to wash your bathroom sink. In next week's adventure, I will be trying the neti pot too. Right, so before we wrap this up, we'd like to share some of the kind reviews you've given us in iTunes. Mebo50 says, Insightful and funny, this podcast tackles health science in a straightforward and entertaining manner. As a healthcare professional, I will strongly encourage my patients to tune in regularly. Highly recommended. J.L. Moo says, must listen to podcast series, entertaining and interesting. Siri and Terrell are perfect together. And Denise says, I binged and enjoyed all of the episodes. Looking forward to many more. Such a clever and well put together contribution. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. And thank you to everyone who has been supporting our little podcast by making it easier for listeners to find us by leaving us reviews and ratings in iTunes. If you've been listening to the podcast and haven't posted a review yet, it's not too late. You can still do it. Do it. Do it now. Or do it whenever you can. We understand. That's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. 
www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com. Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?